0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Jesus That's Good News podcast. This is a space where we share the gospel, aka the good news, to anyone who has a vulnerability to pull up a chair at Jesus' table with no reservation needed. Julie,
1: good morning. Devin. <laughs> good morning. And we are We're back. We're back. We're back, well, We're back ladies we've and gentlemen. have been back. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were back last week. <laughs> yeah.
0: What am I talking about? It's hard to keep up when we record on the cadence that we do.
1: Yeah, but that's we're true. back
0: with something new this week. Let's say that.
1: Yeah, we have a special guest a this very week. Special guest. I don't know if I call her special. I mean, she's all right. <laughs> let's just let's just call her guest. <laughs> okay. We have we ha- we have guests this week. Well, how about I let you do the
0: introducing, because she is she is special to you and to me. But more special to you.
1: Yeah. Today, you guys, we have my daughter, uh, Taylor Wilson, joining us all the way from the state of Kentucky. That's my girl. And In honor of Derby (laughs) Week. There it is. So by the time people listen to this, the Derby will have taken place Mm -hmm. and... Taylor, did you buy a fancy hat for this week? Uh, no. <laughs> no fancy hats? No, I'm
2: not I'm not into the fancy okay. hats and, what is and the, the racing.
1: <laughs> what, is, what is the drink that everyone has? Is it the mint, uh, mint julep? Mint julep. Right. Yep.
2: Yep. Have you ever had one of those? I have.
1: Stuff? They're not great. Really? But I have. I've had had them. I, they have been consumed. Okay. So it's just part of the derby tradition Correct. to have a mint julep. Yep. Or a
2: bourbon. I prefer a derby pie, personally. Ooh, a derby what? A derby pie.
1: Well, I don't know what that is. It's,
2: it's pie. pie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or the Derby.
1: <laughs> or the Derby. So it's not a specific kind of pie. It's just a pie I, that you eat while you're watching I don't, the Derby. I
2: don't know what's in it, but it's okay. good.
1: <laughs> All right, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, Taylor, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? It's really weird, everyone, because Taylor's husband, my son-in-law, Jacob Wilson is right over our shoulder. Just And you guys got to hear from Jacob a couple weeks ago as we were talking about the Asbury a revival. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I felt bad, and we thought, maybe have Taylor come on. And let's make her special.
2: <laughs> I, I have I have a severe case of FOMO. So mm-hmm. Fear of missing fear out. Fear missing out, yeah.
1: yeah. I know, Dev had to teach me about FOMO. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> One of the many things I've had to teach you, Julie. Yeah, it, it sounds like a dirty word. A little. <laughs> Just, let's cut that out.
0: <laughs> Julie, I do have to tell you something, though. Now, though. Um, we're teaching you, but yes. it cracks me up. It's about your emoji use, and I have to tell you something, enlighten you on something.
1: <gasps> okay. I'm using an emoji the wrong way? <laughs> what am I doing? What emoji I are love you this. using? Is it this no. one? Okay, so you know the um,
0: the emoji with, like, the water in its eyes? Yeah, I thought that
1: there's was There's two of
0: them. There's one that has, like, a little <laughs> smile, <laughs> like a, like a, oh, like, happy, joy, tears, <laughs> and then there's one. With like really dark tears oh. and like a frown yeah. with its eyes welled up. Oh, and you've been using okay. the happy the wrong for sad moments.
1: For sadness. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is what happens when you're fifty six years old trying to use you. The first you. time it happened,
0: I was like, Oh, she did, didn't mean that. And then the second time I didn't
1: I was mean like, that. <laughs> oh God no. It oh, was oh,
0: a Lord. prime example. It was when Katie had her appendix taken out that morning and God. <laughs> <laughs> I sent something like, oh, it's been a wild morning. And then you send that, like the happy joy crying.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> the happy tears. I did not mean that. Oh my <laughs> gosh. You know, we're always learning. We talk about this, always works in progress, always learning, always growing. Right. So thank you for the emoji update. I appreciate that. And All right. Okay. So
0: let's bring it back to Taylor. And th- Taylor, thank you for allowing me to educate your mom on some things here and
2: there. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, I've done it for 28 years. Somebody, it's time for somebody else. <laughs> Tag to in. For- Very good. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. So all joking aside, Taylor,
1: why don't you tell everyone a little bit of how you, what you're doing now, where you went, you
2: know, how you ended up in Kentucky. Awesome. Well, like Julie said, my name is Taylor Wilson. So I graduated high school um, in May of 2012 and decided that I was going to attend Morehead State University. What? What? I not say Weagles. that runs in the That's fam.
1: It yes, it yep. does. Mm-hmm.
2: So I attended Moorhead State. I uh, received a bachelor's in secondary social studies education, but I've always been a big history nerd. I've always.
1: Yeah, my little nerd. Yeah, I'm, I'm your little nerd. <laughs> little history nerd,
2: yeah. Uh, I've always found history and, and geography and government and, and all that stuff very exciting. So. Seemed like the perfect major. Yeah, so I started attending Moorhead State, and while I was there, I met uh, this guy that's sitting behind me through the Methodist Student Center, the Wesley Foundation, and we started dating, and I just couldn't shake him, <laughs> so we <laughs> we got married in 2016. Our anniversary is coming up, actually. Uh, in a oh, couple that's exciting.
1: That's
2: weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not quite immediately, but almost immediately out of college I started teaching social studies. I ended up in a kind of small town in Kentucky called Fleming'sburg and it was just amazing. Now I teach eighth grade social studies in central Kentucky so I get to hang out with 13 year olds all day.
1: (laughs) Yeah that sounds like my worst nightmare. (laughs) Riveting. The smells yeah. and the sights and everything—the oh, total yes. package. I don't the, know if I can I, do that.
2: Well, I have the sense of humor of a thirteen-year-old, so it, it kind of—it it, it, it yeah. works out. And we, might yeah. I add, Taylor is
0: not just your average teacher; she goes above and beyond, and had been recognized this past year,
2: right, for like being teacher of the something. Teach, yeah, yep. teacher of the year for the middle school. So that was that was great. But
1: and from the mom standpoint, I mean, I'm so proud of her, and she always surprises me in all the best ways. (laughs) Not because I thought she's totally inept and then look at her. She's doing good things. It's not that. It's just, you know, her passion for history, her passion for what she does. And, and I just, I don't know, just, it's a proud mama kind of moment. So what's really interesting, I'm going to go back though, to you um, meeting this fellow back here Mm -hmm. behind us. Jacob was you grew up in a church tradition mm-hmm. with your with, you know, your father and I. Mm-hmm. But you married into an even deeper, uh, yeah, church tradition. Yeah, when you married Jacob. Yeah,
2: yeah. So you know, growing up in a non denominational church uh, that that my mom and and my dad helped start, to me, going to church was just always very normal. It's just what you did. And then I I meet Jacob, and I'm like. I have no idea what it means to be truly surrounded and entrenched in a church tradition and a church lifestyle because Jacob is the son of, son of a preacher man. Yeah. He <laughs> um, sang
1: that song, son of a preacher son of a preacher man song yeah. maybe we can include that somewhere in the podcast this week i, I don't, don't know, know if it's but...
2: necessarily the best song oh, okay that's true, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's think, not a good song i think there's
1: some orneriness in there but anyways
2: so yeah so i i married into a family that is totally entrenched in in the church me growing up in a in a non-denominational church You know, we were always at church functions, but at the end of the day, you know, we came home and I don't want to say life was separated from the church, but it was just a very different experience. And then when I, when I met Jacob and I met his family, you know, Jacob grew up in the United Methodist Church. Um, His dad was a United Methodist pastor and he grew up being totally entrenched in the church by not just being there all the time, but also living (laughs) right next to the churches in church parsonages. And so now being, being married to Jacob and being, being part of the Wilson family, it's given me a new appreciation for pastors and pastors' families and just how involved they are in the church, but also how much the church is involved with Mm. them as well. So there
1: can be, that's a dangerous line,
2: isn't it? It is, it, it can be. That's and true. There, it, it can you're right, be. You're well, right. and I and yeah. I think, and I think Jacob, and his family would attest to this. There have been churches where it's not been an issue, and they've had a great. There's there's been a lot of success in in those churches. But from what I experienced, you know, being married to Jacob and and him at one point, you know, being a, a pastor and him and I when we first got married, we lived in a church parsonage. Sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming and, and can almost sometimes be a bit much just because you're so close to the to the church building you're so close to anybody who's involved in the church that sometimes there is a line that you're that you feel like there's kind of sometimes no boundary that is set yeah it's, it's interesting
1: it's really been challenging like devon for me as a mom to sit back and kind of watch both of them both jacob and taylor as they're in ministry because both of them don't do right. anything half-ass, and so they're all in. But the hard part comes, and and I let me say this: I know that through their actions and their words, they've changed lives, and I get that. But the mama bear in me gets upset when I see when I do see those lines yeah. crossed. And we have talked about religious trauma before, and I want to give a disclaimer real quick: that today's episode is in no way about dissing the church, saying the church is a bad institution. It's, it's not about that, but I can tell you, I've talked with many individuals who have a little bit of PTSD from the harm that they have experienced from the church and where I think it makes it, this makes it especially painful is because, you know, you might have received bad service at Kroger or, you know, at different institutions but those aren't necessarily personal. When we talk about the church, we're talking about engaging in a personal relationship with Christ and the church as a as a representative of Christ. Yes. That is a whole different kind of thing that we're looking at. And the one thing that breaks my heart is when I hear your story, Devin, of someone from the outside wanting to pursue, an, you know, a personal relationship with God or Taylor, as she's going to share here in just a moment, who is already entrenched in the church, suffering harm Mm. from the church. Mm. How do we rebound from that? How do we invite people into this relationship with Jesus when they've either had church trauma or they're currently experiencing it? How do you come out the other side? And that's what I want. I want our listeners to hear from both of you on that perspective, Mm. because I think it's, Mm -hmm. It's so important. So Devin, I know in our introductory episode, I think you talked a little bit about this, but do you mind sharing? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So um, like you said, I kind of touched on this already, but
0: just to catch everybody up here, I want to say it was in, now I don't even remember, 2016 or 17. Um, You have to fact check me on that from the first episode. But a good friend of mine was going to a local church that in hindsight, I can see now it's kind of labeled as a mega church. And, you know, I went and just to go, I didn't really have an interest in pursuing a relationship with Jesus. And growing up, I've said this before, you know, we would go to church, but then life happened. sporting events happened. We were away on at AAU basketball games on weekends. So church just kind of fell out, except for Easter and Christmas. So all have to say, I started to find myself back listening to the worship music at church. And that's what really kind of just hooked me is there's something about the worship music there that spoke to me. Now, it took a few months for me to really start like listening to the sermon and kind of getting involved. But I finally got there and got to the point where I wanted to get baptized. So I chose this church to get baptized in. And obviously, that's a huge deal. I was like mid-20s when I got mm. baptized. So, you know, I had a lot of time to reflect on my decision and I was excited about that decision. And I was about to head out to basic training too. So it was just a good foundation for me to sure to lean on, you know, when things were about to get tough for me. So all that to say, you know, I came back home and um, Katie and I really started to get serious in our relationship, talking about marriage and you know, what we wanted in life. And, you know, she would go to church with me, my family, my uh, saint of my Aunt Mary and Uncle Bill. Shout out, Mm. Aunt Mary and Uncle Bill. We
1: love Aunt Mary and Uncle Bill. Yes,
0: angels on earth. So, you know, my side of the family, from my parents to my Aunt Mary and Uncle Bill and Katie, we would all meet on Sunday mornings and it became a Beasley thing. Like, that's what we did every, every weekend. So we got really heavily invested. And as everybody knows about my finance issues, <laughs> I started, you know, the, the topic of tithing was starting sure. to come up. And yeah. I guess I really struggle with this side of it, obviously, because that's just how I'm wired. But, you know, the way that this church laid it out in in tithing and, and how they define tithing was really, you give this certain amount and you will receive something else. Right. Right. So, what do we always call it, Julie? The um, uh, prosperity. Gospel. The prosperity mm-hmm. gospel is sure. kind of yeah. what sunk into my head. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was all in, right? Like I was giving
1: a certain amount of money. Go ahead. Yeah. If if I knew that I gave a hundred dollars and I was going to receive X blessing back, right? Quid quid pro quo. Yes. I'd be
2: donating money all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd be giving like, it all away. Yeah. And again, absolutely. this was
0: like me as like a young Christian, I didn't, mm-hmm. that's all I knew. That was sure what they were teaching me is what I was buying into. Right, right. So started doing that. And they even had this thing that, when I look back, that was very interesting. They said that you could do this three-month, like, trial of tithing. And
1: if you gave, I've never heard of anything like that. I'm interested. Go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) I'm like my, well, your face is both like lit up there. Yeah. I'm like, what? Okay. I want to hear this. So if
0: you gave, you know, when you're giving, when you're tithing after three months, if you didn't feel any different, then they would refund all your money back.
2: (laughs) It's true.
1: It's true. I've never heard of anything like this before in my
2: life. Okay. I would really like to a trial run on, like, my electric bill. I don't feel any different after paying my, like, I would like that money back. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, obviously,
0: I didn't even think about the return. I was just doing what I thought was right. So, all that to say, you know, I was fully and wholly invested. My time, my money, my relationship with Jesus, you know, my relationship with Katie. Like, everything that I was trying to build – for my future self was really invested into this church. So it got to the point where, you know, Katie and I got engaged and we needed an officiant and we needed a place to get married. We both knew that we wanted God a part of our day and our part of our marriage moving forward. So Right, yeah. I started to research online at this at the church's website and just to see if they had anything about same sex marriage. And again, let me preface all this to say When you walk through the doors of this church, you know, somebody opens the door for you. Welcome. And all are welcome. And
1: Mm, we don't mm -hmm. care what your
0: background is. We're just Mm -hmm. happy you're here. Right. You know, all the butterflies and roses. And that's what Katie and I saw. And again, something that we bought into thinking, oh, they don't care that we would hold hands walking into church. Again, started Mm. researching. And there were some some things on the website that kind of threw me off. It never specified who they will marry and who they won't marry, but it was never as inclusive as they portrayed. Mm. I forget how it happened, but it got to the point where I started to see the true colors of the church. The worship leader actually, who I fell in love with. That sounds weird, but I fell. In- <laughs> no, you
1: just really appreciated his gifting. and yeah, his Yeah. He, sure.
0: He's the one that really like brought me into the church and like would bring me to tears every Sunday just through his, his music he actually ended up leaving this church and him and I were Facebook friends and I started to do my research on that end of things. And he was really hurt by this church um, because of his mental health. He suffered from anxiety and the church basically said, you know, you're not allowed to preach about that on Sundays when you're doing your worship music because it shows that God's not healing you.
1: Right. So
0: that was a red flag to me. And then from there, you know, I just started to really dive into research and come to find out that, you know, they're not inclusive of um, same-sex couples. And it got to the point, too, where, like I said, I was so heavily invested. I wanted to start figuring out what I could do. Could I join a Bible study? Could I eventually lead a Bible study? Could I, you know, I just wanted to to grow within the church. And, again, that's when I realized that they don't allow – anybody of the LGBTQ plus community to lead or to lead a Bible study or to be, I don't know about be a part of, but there's always going to be a but with this. Right. 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 Obviously Katie and I kind of, we left the church and, and all of this is when we met Julie and her twin sister, Jody. And so that was a very divine moment that we've, Mm. we've talked about. And that's where I started to get my true church. Was from mm. Julie, when I really started to learn about truly who Jesus is. But all that to say, you know, what's really hurt me is these, quote, churches, they'll take your money. They don't care if it's homosexual money, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like they're not. Does
2: it look that does it, money spends the same? It yeah, and does the it same. look different? Taylor, I have so. you ever seen gay no. dollars? I've not seen a gay dollar. I at
1: haven't all. either. And uh, do they have those in Ohio? Maybe it's just in Kentucky. I'm May- not sure. It might be. Oh, okay. it's just <laughs> well, Kentucky we're not sure money. about that. But okay, yeah. I
0: mean, they'll take your money. They they'll have you sit in the auditorium just for numbers. Sure,
1: but that looks really good. That looks it? good, yeah. but they don't. Because you know what, too, Devin? You don't look gay. Right. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. The the you numbers know...
0: the numbers don't look gay, right? Yeah. Right? So they yeah. don't care about that. But once you, I mean, I was baptized. Like, that was their water that I was baptized in. Mm. And they didn't ask me, are mm. you gay? when they, yeah. When they dunked you. Like, would they have even dunked me if they knew that? I don't right. know.
2: Yeah. Well, and I and I know from from being it being on our side of the church tradition that, hey, we baptized so so many people this year. That's a big that's a big deal. Yeah, you count conversions. Mm-hmm. So you to count speak. conversions, you count and, baptisms, you count and,
1: com- and so professions of faith. And, that's it. So the baptism is also good for numbers. Sometimes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 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 But they don't want to see the, me grow anymore with them. Yeah. yeah. What Devin is saying is like here you have someone who's so eager to mm-hmm. to want to serve and want to be a part, and you're totally. D- daggone on it! I never really thought of it that way though, Devin. You bring up a great point. For numbers purposes, you were perfect. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you were a warm body. Mm-hmm. Yep. But beyond yeah. that, yeah. And I guess that's that's
0: where my like church quote trauma comes from. Is they liked me? Well, I should say this. They welcomed me until they knew my true self. Yeah. Mm. Like there was always going to be a but behind Mm -hmm. you are welcome, but we can't marry you. But Mm -hmm. we don't believe that you should have kids, but you can't Mm -hmm. hold hands, but we can't put your article that you wrote on our page.
2: Like all these
0: things because of who I love. And again, that's a whole other podcast about what's in the Bible, what's not in the Bible. We've talked about that. Oh, yeah. So all that to say, I guess I have, I mean, I've said that too. I don't trust people. Loyalty is something that's very important to me. Mm-hmm, and yeah. it was hard for me because I was in a point in my life where I was giving my whole self to this church mm-hmm, and to mm-hmm. try to grow in a relationship with Jesus. And they won't. They weren't allowing me or they were stopping me from really growing and diving in to what I started to really love. And so... Right. It gets to the point, just to summarize my whole story here. We have been in search of a new church from, you know, Katie and I from where we're from. And there's another church down the road that our good friend goes to. And we've heard good things. And Katie ended up going there one day. I think I was recording with you, so I couldn't go. But she went and, you know, she liked it. And our friend hooked Katie up with a woman who had some sort of affiliation with the church.
1: Mm.
0: And she was asking Katie, you know, tell me about yourself. And Katie had mentioned me, that she was married, you know, Mm -hmm. to a woman, you know, all the things. And I think the conversation kind of continued via Instagram, like Mm -hmm. in the weeks to come between Katie and this woman. And Katie flat out was like, hey, like, are you accepting of a same-sex marriage? Right, right. And it all comes down to, this woman. And we've heard it before, not just from this woman, but well, let's go get coffee. Let's go talk about it over coffee.
1: Oh boy. Mm. Okay.
0: And I am tired of having to go have coffee about a yes or no (laughs) answer, right? Like, are you accepting yes or no? We don't need to have coffee over it.
1: Right. I don't need to hear your
0: spiel about, yes, we, we love you, but I'm tired of that. We don't need coffee. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're accepting or you're not. It's the same Jesus I believe in or not. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all encompassing Jesus. Like that's, everybody is truly welcome here. So that's kind of where we stand. Actually today, Katie went to a church service at another church that we found through some mutual friends who, they're a same sex couple. They just welcomed their beautiful baby girl about probably six Mm -hmm. to eight months ago. And that Mm -hmm. church threw a baby shower for them. Like, just showing that there is something out there who know your full self and are welcoming your full mm-hmm. self to church.
1: I think that's what's so upsetting is I you see the church saying we love you up to a point. <laughs> yeah. But we don't we don't need to know your true self, your mm-hmm. authentic self.
2: Mm-hmm. Whereas
1: right. Jesus was so opposite mm-hmm. of that. So opposite. Yeah. Like I think about the woman at the well where yeah. he said mm-hmm where he calls her out and he says, you know, I know you've been married this many times before and the man you're currently with, is not your husband, it's not your husband. Yes. You know, like he, he, he's like, he's like embracing the entire package. Well, and dear, anyway. yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: They're, I, I mean, and that's the good. Welcomes news. her and into
0: so, more of a relationship with him
1: and changes other people's lives because she was telling the good news. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so when I think of that response, to someone who is genuinely authentic in front of Jesus, who even tried, she even tried to hide part of who she was, right? Yeah. And he's like, "No, I see through all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I love you. Go. I love, bless you. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sorry, Devin, that you guys are still having to jump through those. Suits. I mean, I know
0: I'm not the only one. I mean, millions of people out there, I'm sure, are fighting the same battle. And that's that's so that's so wrong. That's and so it could wrong. be.
1: And it's not even necessarily LGBTQ. I have a a friend who, who, she may listen to the podcast, and I don't want to give too many details. Um, I remember her sharing with me one time that she grew up in a very strict Christian household, and she's divorced Mm -hmm. and got remarried, Mm -hmm. but her father refused to be a part of that wedding or anything Mm -hmm. because he believed she was committing adultery Mm -hmm. by getting remarried. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm I mean, so I'm saying it's just not LGBTQ, right. it's it's across the board. I mean, the, yeah. the church will take pieces of scripture that were meant to be understood in a certain context mm-hmm. and use yeah. them for exclusion instead of inclusion. Mm, right, Folks, if you're listening, like I said, Devin is someone from the outside trying to get in and pursue relationship. Taylor, your church trauma stems from being on the inside mm-hmm. and how insiders treated you, who was already entrenched on the inside. right? Hey everyone, Julie here. We're going to go ahead and pause our podcast for this week. We'll pick it up next week with Taylor sharing a little bit of her story and dealing with some of the negative aspects of church. It's really difficult for us to say that, but um, I definitely applaud Devin for this week's uh, message that she gave and sharing her story. And friends, we want you to know more than anything um, that our podcast represents, we believe, the love of Jesus Christ, which is inclusive, not exclusive. If you've been hurt by the church or by someone claiming to be a Jesus follower or a Christian, and you need someone to talk to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We'd be glad to talk with you, pray with you, whatever you need. So until next week, my friends, uh, we're going to pick it up again with Taylor's story. We thank you for listening. And as Devin always so eloquently says, on behalf of her and Taylor and myself, here's to the good news. May we be it, may we seek it, and may we spread it. So friends, pull up a seat. Any of you and all of you. There's no reservation needed. Be well.